All right. All right. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who am I talking to tonight? Hey, can you hear me okay? I can hear you. How are you? Can you hear me? Oh, fantastic. I can hear you. Who am I talking uh, to? This is, uh, I go by Hootiel in the chat. I'm calling from Asheville, North Carolina. My One of my favorite cities that I didn't mention the other day when I was like on here randomly fucking naming cities for some reason, like a fucking idiot. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was, when I was naming cities on here, I didn't name Asheville, but I, I, I love that place. So you're lucky you're from there because it's probably also not 40 degrees there. Uh, well, two things. First, in, I'm not from here. I'm from Boston. So uh, I just moved here. I've been here about three months. Uh, so when you said last week, I think you said the Northeast feels super authoritarian. I didn't really understand that until I left. And now I'm kind of getting it. And the second thing is it's actually 28 degrees here. What? <laughs> I eat it, motherfucker. Take that. Let me tell you what, it, uh, now it's going to be the weather talk. Uh, uh, it's 34 here. So warmer here, eat it. it yeah, it's 50 degrees in Boston. And uh, everybody that I told that I moved down here about just shy of a thousand miles south, it's been colder here for the entire fall. What, what made you move to Asheville? I mean, I would move there, so it doesn't have anything to... I'm not, like, criticizing it, but what made you move? Uh, I got really tired of living in the Northeast and really tired of living in cities and just kind of being under constant stress all the time, and I have family that lives in Charlotte, so I kind of want to be close to them, and um, I kind of got the opportunity to work from home during the pandemic, so I just did fucking left. Oh shit. I lost. Oh, okay. Hello? I was fucking with Yeah, settings, I'm still here. And uh I think I just fucked this up. Jason, I muted something. I can hear you if you can hear me. I can't hear the caller. No, I muted you and now I can't hear the caller. Cause I can hear you in my ears. Hey caller, can you talk? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh God, thank God. Okay, Jason, I can hear you breathing in my ears. That's what made me do it. All right. <laughs> sorry, buddy. I'm sorry. I, I was going nuts. Okay. Um, but so yeah, why did you did you move for work? Uh, well, I got the opportunity. Well, I basically gave an ultimatum that I wanted to work from home, and this is kind of the place that I I chose when I gave that ultimatum. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's 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 kind of where my wife is at. You know, we're we're uh, uh, we're kind of working on putting money together and uh i just ate some weed on here okay on here said someone get brian a freaking bowl to smoke i just ate a gummy so i'll be all right um but uh yeah my wife is working from home 
pretty much full time now. And I'm like, well, couldn't we just like literally do that from anywhere in the world? And she said, yeah, but I think she's nervous about not being able to, you know what I'm saying? Like, like she's nervous about if they're like, Hey, come in for a meeting situation, you know, which I guess if they know you're, you're working away from home, but it seems like, like, you know, it's worth it to even try it, you know? Yeah. I'm in a weird spot because like, so what's going I'm on? This week? I think people, what's going on this week? Sorry, I'm getting used to the, um, the delay here. Yeah, there is a delay. Uh, but so what's up this week? What are you calling for? So I've been a long-time listener, probably listening, I don't know, since at least 2018. I saw you guys when you were in Boston, but um, I heard you talking about your foot being numb and uh, thinking about you had diabetes, and um, you've <laughs> talked about uh, yes. <laughs> talked about anxiety a lot in the show, and I, I'm a fellow person with anxiety, and it's, uh, it's quite bad, so I kind of want to just... Uh, do some anxiety talk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have it pretty bad. I've had it all real bad today, too. Like, I, I don't know what it is today other than, like, I just kind of felt like shit. And I was, like, trying to force myself to take a walk. Um, But it didn't. I, I like, tried to. I tried it. And uh, uh, it didn't work out. I left, I got outside, and I started, like, I couldn't fucking, like, uh, I felt like I was going to throw up. And I think that was, like, anxiety. So I turned around, came in, and laid right down in my bed for an hour, and I kept doing it. So my anxiety is, it has crept back over the past, like, week or two with a fucking vengeance. Like, it's been fucking nuts. But... I mean, I'm still way better than I've been in a very long time after the ketamine treatments. Cause I, I, like I said, the, 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 the fucking, uh, diabetes thing was, um, the diabetes thing was, was wild because it was like, uh, uh, I have, I get my blood taken and like, I, I know where I'm at and like the doctor was like, you just got a blood draw in April. Why are you, what's going on? And I'm just like, I'm just like, I got a fucking, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know what to do. So I guess, uh, uh, and yeah, scarabs, scarabs feast says heard those ketamine treatments were off after three months or so. I agree. I heard they did too. I actually, uh, uh, but it's been a while and it's not really all that bad. And I think I might go do the legal version of it, if that makes sense. Have you heard of that, caller? The, what, this bravado, or is that what it is? Yeah, 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 that esketamine shit is, is supposed to be like, it feels like it works, but like, uh, uh, my doctor, my, my, psychiatrist by the way i just had an appointment and she seemed really fucking annoyed with me because i said i might go do like two or three ketamine treatment and she was like don't do that 
And I was like, well, I did six and it worked. <laughs> so she was like really irritated with me and telling me not to do it. If I don't, she's telling me not to do it. So I guess, uh, uh, I'm going to hold off. I might do the esketamine or the spravata though. If, if she won't do it, then I might just go do it myself, do a ketamine treatment again and, and just do it because I, I really would like it to take like less of my day. Cause that's the problem with the ketamine treatment. It just eats your day. It's gone. Your day is fucking gone. And, uh, you know, I don't have time for that shit. Um, so like, do you have panic attacks or do you have like, do you have like panic attacks or do you have like, like just generalized anxiety? So I've probably been dealing with this since I was in high school. High school was like the first time that I went, and saw either a psychiatrist or a therapist. Um, like 17 or 18, I had my driver's license at the time. Um, I'm 34 now, and it's been sort of on and off where I have like several years where I do really well. Um, I may have already said this, but I'm 34 now, and it's sort of like, I feel like with the pandemic and work, I've had a lot of like deferred stress, and it's like the panic's creeping up back again. Like, I don't always have panic, but lately I've been having a lot of panic, and I called him because and numb and my arm's been numb just it's an anxiety thing that happens with me and it's been doing the same thing but you is know, it new? the worst like, possible is, scenario is the for that. arm is the arm numbness like brand new like because i, I let me tell you I'll, I'll tell you a quick story uh uh which isn't gonna you know we got all the time in the world right um so back when I was uh, uh, 18, 19 years old, I slept wrong. And uh, I woke up and my whole uh, chest hurt. Well, half of my chest hurt, not my whole chest. And uh, uh, I had just heard on the news, maybe not even on the news, it could have been, it, it was... Like at this time, we're, we're talking 1999, 2000, you know, and it might've even been something I heard on the Simpsons or family guy or some shit. But I, uh, I had this thing where, uh, I thought I had heard you could get breast cancer. Uh, men could get breast cancer. So I went ahead and I went, I, I was like, I told my wife, I was like, I have fucking breast cancer. I have to go to the doctor because it hurt. I don't, I, this is pre-internet. I went to the doctor and the doctor literally laughed at me. And, uh, that's kind of what was happening at my other appointment too. the, the diabetes appointment where she was just like, dude, you, there isn't an amount of, cause I told her, I thought I ate too much candy and it gave me diabetes. So like the arm numbness I have had, and it's just, a neck or back thing, isn't it? Uh, for me, it's like more just my like right arm, but it's like it's clearly a stress response because if I get stressed out, it happens. But if it if I feel calm, it freaks you completely gone. Can you move it when it happens? Oh yeah, it's like everything's totally normal. It's just like a weird sensation. See? That's the thing though. And then when you're flipping out, right? Wait, I got to inform on here of some information. 
yes, you can get diabetes from too much candy, but you cannot go from a person who doesn't have diabetes to a person with type two diabetes in six months. That's what my doctor was telling me. She was like, obviously it would be great if you didn't eat so much candy. Cause I do eat a lot of candy. Uh, but it's not going to happen. Like that's not how it happened. But, um, it's weird too, because like, if it was, if like, I, I, I can even try to kind of guess like how you feel in a way in that, like, you're like, I can move my hand. I don't get why I, I can move it. It can't be anything wrong. It can't, there can't be anything wrong. But like Zach H in the chat said, it could be a pinched nerve in your shoulder or neck. I mean, because that really is like, chances are if something's going numb and you're pretty young, it's a nerve thing more than anything. And you're young. 36 is young. I mean, I know they'll tell you you're old, but 36 is pretty young. And I'll bet you it's like a pinch nerve or something like that. Oh, yeah, I definitely have that stuff a lot because I'm I'm also like a really active person. I don't do walking, but I'm a, I'm a big mountain biker. So yeah. I'm constantly doing like terrible, terrible stuff to my body. And, uh, it, you know, I'm always like I'm in constant pain because like I can't stop exercising because it's like the um, the only way I can Brother. deal with anxiety. That's me, too. That is me. I'm in. I, I wish I wish I could describe the amount of pain I'm in right now. It It's fucking crazy. Really? My whole back, my whole lower back. Like the whole like uh, uh, left side, my whole right side of my back is just like uh, on a scale of one to ten, like a six pain. And then the whole other side of my back is probably an eight pain. And then my leg and foot keep going numb. <laughs> I just like I'm like, I still got to walk, man. You know, I can't take a day off. And I think I'm where you're at too. It's like this idea that like when all of your anxiety is kind of wrapped around some kind of a health thing, then you feel like the things that you do, even if you don't do the things, even it, like with me with walking, right? Like walking isn't hard. It's not some kind of fucking hard thing to do. And like, um, but it, like, I have to do it. If I don't do it, I go a little fucking wild. And, and like, I start to feel like, well, that's, what's going to kill me is, is inactivity. That's why I've convinced myself that I need to walk at least six miles a day is because I, I had heard somewhere years ago that sitting is the new smoking. So then you're like, well, I, I don't want to do that. So then I started convincing myself that I have to exercise and that I have to exercise in a, a lot every day. Like the exercise had, once I didn't have a real job anymore, it was like the exercise has to take up the whole part of the day that the job would have taken and, or my anxiety just goes crazy. So I, I totally know where you're at with that. Yeah, it's it's definitely tough. I've been trying to uh, take a little time off because like I'm sore and more. actually just like or the delays. For now I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I lost the caller. I think I'm definitely here. If you can hear me, I got him back. I got you back. Hello. 
Oh, I don't have them. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I got them. Okay. I got you. Okay. Everything's fine. You're doing, oh, you're doing great. It's, uh, I don't know. Technology sucks. You're telling but, me. You are fucking telling me. But, uh, uh, oh, psychic gasoline and check goes overuse of the same muscles and joints is not good. And I will tell you the truth. I know that. And that's probably why I'm extremely fucking sore. Uh, and like, yeah, uh, forever since breakfast says I was worried about a weird arm pain, but then my wife got breast cancer and that kind of made me forget about the arm pain. I mean, that's weird too, right? Is like that, that like, I don't, I, I don't think it's said enough that the pain, like, like we're never told that anxiety can result in pain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the thing too. Is like I don't know. I first started diving into this. Like I don't know. It was like the 2000s when I was in high school, and I was kind of like, "There's something fucking wrong with me." Like with anxiety, and like anxiety wasn't even like a consideration. I don't think back then, but I, I was just like convinced that I had like severe depression or something. And it really wasn't until like I was like 30 years old that I saw a psychiatrist. They're like, "Oh, that sounds like anxiety." And I'm like, anxiety? What, what even is that? Um, so, like, it's sort of a, it's a, it's a new avenue to, to explore. <laughs> no, but, 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 oh, sorry. But, like, so many people, I, I, I don't think that, I really never thought that anxiety could cause pain. I, I just, I find that to be incredible that like it could do something that nobody will ever tell you uh uh that it could do something that nobody will ever tell you it could cause so uh uh so also uh psychic gasoline says that for anyone looking for a therapist find one that practices emdr so i think that's the electric stuff so uh well i want to thank you for calling and putting up with me i appreciate it yeah, not a problem at all. Um, big fan of the show, for so like, whether you're flubbing or not. It's okay. Oh, it, I, I am Flub McGee. The last two shows that have released have been incredibly flubby. So I know. But this one's not my fault. This one's actually not my fault. I did everything I was supposed to do. Uh, it just didn't work. All right. Well, thanks for calling. Yeah, no problem. Take it easy. Peace. All right. Next call. Next call. Next call. Next call. All right. Thank you for calling. Who am I talking to? Hey, Brian. Sound like a million bucks, buddy. Thank you. You sound like a million bucks, too. How are you? Uh, I wasn't sure if I was coming through. I got through Bluetooth headphones. I didn't know if they were uh, working. I'm doing good, it's man. A- I'm actually. It's a little hard to hear you, a little, little bit, but, uh, uh, I mean, I can make it through if that, if this is what we got. Okay. Uh, how am I sounding now? It's okay. What's going on tonight? Who am I talking to? Okay. This is Sasha calling from Chicago. Uh, I'm at my, uh, dishwashing job. There's a lot of commotion back here, so. Uh, I might not be able to stay on long because of the sound quality. That's okay. That's fine. But so, what's going on? 
Oh, not much. I'm I want you to say to, what uh, you said. Well, hold on, Sasha. I want you to say what you said when the the thing asked you why you were calling. When what asked me why I'm calling? Oh shit. Okay, so you called another time, and and it had an auto screen, and uh, I thought that's uh, what you were calling for. Sorry, sorry. Uh, 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 yeah. So. I- years ago so it's probably still in there um anyway it says says this is this is sasha calling from chicago i'm calling because i'm the number one man cal's morning madhouse fan so everybody sasha's a man you were doing oh yes that's uh Back in 96 97 that's when you were doing the uh, stream of spring like two years ago oh yeah i'm gonna start doing more of those Soon, more Hell streaming. Yeah. Man, so what's uh, up, Sasha? Man, hey, anyway, Brian, I gotta up, get Sasha? off the phone. I wanted, I wanted to uh, ask you. I'm going to the used car lot tomorrow. Uh, I don't know if you had any tips or advice for dealing with the people down at the car lot, or maybe you just have any stories yourself. Okay, I'm going to tell you that you're asking the the worst person on the planet for this kind of information because we have never gotten a car payment less than the one I just paid. But I don't think you get that anyway. I don't think anybody gets that. Seems impossible. Your car payment's going to go up. You just got to see if you can get it to go up like $20 instead of $100. Um... But so like the thing I do when I go in and I don't know if this is ever going to, uh, uh, if this works for other people and I'll listen in on the chat while I'm at it too. Uh, but I don't, I don't know if this is, this has ever worked, but you go in and you look like a grumpy dad or grumpy, whatever you look like really grumpy mom. I think if you go in and you look grumpy, like the dads that you used to be afraid of when you were a kid, right? Like when you're a kid and you're afraid of one of the kids' dads because they're being loud as shit or you're being loud at their their meal at, at their house when you're staying the night or something, give that vibe. Give the I'm an angry dad. I'm mean. I'm not putting up with any shit. And then, and then, say this, I'm only looking to pay this month, this much. And uh, I think that works. It kind of worked for me because like, okay, so my Kia that I, which by the way, Zach H has a Kia and says it's been having an issue with burning oil. Uh, if it's a Kia Soul, that's what mine did before it, it died. Um, but you go, I went in and I said, I pay three fucking 35. I think it was like $335 uh, a month for this Kia. And um, I'm like, okay. They're like, okay. And I'm like, I don't want to pay more than that. And then I let my wife talk to the guy while I walked around looking like a mean dad. Like having that like grumpy dad look. So then I did end up paying more. I did end up paying $30 more a month 
but I think I got a way better car and I got it for a little bit cheaper because the guy that was the salesperson didn't want to fucking deal with a grumpy dad, which is, I think everybody's sort of afraid of a grumpy dad anyway. We're all like sort of a, a condition to be afraid of that. That's what I would do. I, I wouldn't be mean to somebody, but I would be a total fucking sort of uh, uh, like uh, the look. Not, don't like yell at people, but give them the look like I'm not, you know, I ain't about to fucking pay you. So you're going to you're you're trying to make me happy, not the other way around, sir. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, these guys are just, you know, you don't get into the job unless you're a little bit scummy, and you don't last long unless you're a total piece of shit. So, as far as I'm concerned, that's, uh, that's really exactly why you have it. to give yeah. them that look of like, I'm fucking not putting up with any shit. I'll walk right out of here. And it's not like a mean oh, thing, it's not like you like have to yell at anybody or anything like that, but. Like, there is this, like, sort of look. You know, years ago, when we would go on tour, I would, um, we would go to the rental car place, and there would always be some issue with the credit card. I, I don't know what the issues were. I wasn't the person dealing with it. It was usually Brett standing up at the thing, and, and we'd always be dealing with it. And, and, and the way that we would handle it is, if they started giving Brett a hassle... I would come in the building instead of standing out and smoking. I would come in the building and I would pace back and forth in the room. And then I'd like pull Brad aside and be like, what the fuck's going on? What's happening? What's happening? Has somebody got anything? What's going on? Like loud, but I wouldn't say it to anybody and I wouldn't yell at anybody. And then he would go back up to the counter and be like, ah, yeah, you know, uh, is there any way we can, we can fix this? And you know, I didn't say a word to the people, but I think the way he would act, he would go up there and put on a fucking act like, like, man, you just got to help this guy out because he's nuts. You know, I, I, I can hold him back for you, but you know, can't deal with it. But I think you just have to like, be able to like, you have to be willing to leave and go to a different place. Are you going to a buy here, pay here, Sasha? Uh, no, no, I'm looking for a no money down type of thing. I'm kind of in a bind where I've got bad credit and I need a car quick, but I'm uh, trying to go there and not really let them know quite how desperate I am. <laughs> well, they're going to give you a car. Just don't let them get you. Um, but, uh, Hey, thanks for calling Sasha. We got to get to the next call. Cause there's background noise that I can't hear, oh, uh, but I appreciate right, it. All right, thanks, buddy. I don't know what all the background. I don't know. I don't know if they, you guys can hear Jason. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Because yeah, it sounds like yeah. Because I can hear you perfectly. But uh, but if they can't hear you, whatever. I'll I'll deal with that. Let's take another call. Hey, you're talking to Brian. Who am I talking to? Uh, hi, Brian. You're talking to Grayson uh, from Orange County, California. Um, also known as Fixer Punk in the chat. Thank you for taking my call tonight. What's up, Grayson? How you doing tonight? 
Um, I am doing pretty well. Um, my job, which was doing communications work, uh, basically as an independent contractor under my own business uh, for a BC-based think tank, um, ended um, at the end of October. And thankfully, I've saved up an okay amount of money, and I can take some time off, which I was really, really looking forward to. Uh, because unfortunately, even though the job wasn't that, it wasn't intense at all. It was probably one of the best jobs I've ever had in my life. Um, just for some reason, my autism and all my other mental problems were just reeling their ug ugly head. And I keep being told I needed to rest from it. However, now we're hearing all this nonsense about recession coming, hiring freezes, inflation, um, somewhat equivocal news in terms of um, Congress, obviously, though, happy that uh, the Senate held to Democrats. And I, I was going to basically take it that, like, for the next, like, couple months, um, I kind of set my date to being, like, after, after like, mid-January, because I have tickets to go to AEW in, um, in January here in L.A., um, then after then, I would be returning to whatever place in the workforce I could find it, whether it be politics related, because everything aside from that runoff, the way I see it is that um, everything related to politics or public policy is going to be kind of on a freeze for the rest of the year because all the money got run out. I really don't know enough about the money side of the business to know that. But what I'm coming to realize now is that as the economy is basically coming and crashing down and you keep hearing more and more hiring freezes, I'm and looking around at people around me and what they're saying, it's like, it's almost like I have to go back and try to find a job as quickly as possible. And most of like the typical options that are out there just seem terribly unappealing to me. And it's like, either I try to get myself at the very, very entry level of the corporate world because my experience is so kind of specialized and my degrees in political science so I'm kind of specialized in political communications. So I'd be considered even with like over 10 years of work experience, like a um, basically like an entry level employee. And it's still going to be extremely hard to find like anything that's remotely corporate. Or I go and I wind up going and trying to find some re temporary retail or fast food job or something like that which sounds obviously very, very soul-sucking and, and terrible, but at least then I'd have a little bit more time on the off hours to pursue my own thing and still use up some of the money that I have um, because there's no way, or at least not that I see, not until maybe stuff starts coming back up on the political end through my connections, I'd be able to get like another part-time remote job like I had when I was working for the um, think tank. And... I, I just wanted to kind of, number one, calling into rant, there is a, a, a point that I think is salient here for Street Fight, which is I feel like a lot of people are feeling the same way that I am with all the, with the, first the tech ones, and now we're hearing Disney, which I'm in Orange County, specifically Disneyland's a huge employer here, announcing these hiring freezes. I almost feel like part of it is, and the way that this whole inflation's been set up with corporate greed, is to try to force people that will be like myself thinking, okay, I have some time that I can take off and I can try to build my own thing, keep my own business running and do my own thing separately, trying to push them back. 
this narrative and everything that's going around the economy, and I'm going to call it a capital strike. I don't know if that's the correct technical term for it, but the way things are being handled with inflation and interest rates makes me believe that what's going on is less of an economic crisis and more of a capital strike of capital saying we're not taking this anymore from workers having these gains. Um, and they want you to run back, even if you're overqualified, if you can do something different, um, they want you to run back to the, to the same old crappy job that you have before. And that obviously that's emotionally traumatizing for me specifically because of my autism and God knows whatever else is going wrong in my mind. And the fact that I'm probably going to, and that's my big fear is that I'm going to force myself into a job and I'm going to get myself fired because of my autism well, but um but well, let me let me say this can i say this grayson i mean getting fired yeah. isn't the absolute worst thing and i will also say this and left leftist underscore landlord in the chat said you'll be able to find a job just enjoy your life like don't don't let here's what i think because i have been in and sort of i've had this sort of thing in the past where like i i thought you know uh well i mean when i was in college i thought i was going to come out of college and have to do something else i didn't think i was going to be able to do uh uh i i didn't think i was going to be able to do this so i drove for lyft and i did all this stuff and it's like uh uh there isn't some like they are going to hire people. They need people. And I also think it's a little bit the the hiring freeze stuff is probably a little bit bullshit because nothing has enough employees at this point. So for them to act like, oh, we're doing a hiring freeze. Well, the fucking grocery store by my house still closes at 10 o'clock because there aren't enough employees to run the place 24 hours. And I don't know if that's like a permanent thing, but like there isn't a job. I feel like it's uh, uh, there isn't a job out there that's going to. They'll need you. You will eventually have to get a job. And I don't think it's going to be as bleak as as you might see it. I, I Again, when you quit a job or lose a job that you actually really like, it starts to feel like you'll never do something you want to do again. But that's not, that's not how it plays out most of the time. And, and I would, if I were you, leave myself open for something better. Don't go get, don't run out and grab a job as soon as possible. Uh, there is a present, there, there are, are fucking, there's it, it, when you're talking about politics there's a presidential election coming up there's local elections coming up there's there they yeah. these they can't for they cannot not hire forever you know what i mean they have to hire people yeah. and you will live i i can promise you that like if even if it doesn't happen right away you'll get something and if you yeah. If you put yourself in a job like like if you put yourself in one of these jobs where it's like, okay, well, you know, this is a job that could be my career and I, I could do this forever. If you put yourself in that job, you will be hesitant to leave if a better thing comes along. I know this because I did I did that. 
when I was still in the uh, real workforce. I, I, I very much did that. I, I had like the chance to have so many different types. Like I, I was fuck. I think 23 when I started at the cable company and uh, I basically made the decision that that was my job. And then I never looked for another job again. I never looked. So I, I, I would, I would be hesitant to even take one. If you were planning to take the time off until uh, yeah. the LA, the LA uh, AEW show, you should yeah, mid yeah, you mid deserve Yeah. It. I was planning to like go to mid January, but I was thinking, okay, now, do I, yeah, my, my choice was like, okay, so maybe I should try to throw myself into some sort of seasonal retail position. Like I've already started taking down the numbers of the places in my area that are hiring for that. But I'm like, I have enough money and more than enough money in my bank account that I can more than get myself through until then, because I'm thinking, okay, should I try to just stockpile money? Because then when January hits, then this recession will hit and everybody's going to stop hiring. And that was my biggest fear. And honestly, this is very reassuring. Uh, this discussion we're having, and I thank you for your advice because I think it's put it's putting me in a much different and a much better uh, state of mind when it when it comes to these things. Because my last thing I want, I'm probably traumatized from the 2008 recession because I remember family members are very experienced in what they did that were like waited that like we're taking six, eight, nine months to find jobs, and then I think that PTSD is probably just setting in a little Hello, bit. Hello, Grayson. Did I lose you? Jason, I lost. Um, can you still hear me now? Oh, there he is. I can hear you again. All right. Yeah. So um, I'm not sure if you got this, but um, it's just, I think probably just a little bit of the PTSD from the 2008 recession that, that came into my mind because I remember family members who lost jobs and they would take them. These are people with good experience in their fields um, that would take them six, eight, nine months to get something. And it was like a fraction of what they were making. But I hope yeah. this time around, it isn't that bad. But I think, I, 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 yeah, I think maybe you're putting me in a much better state of mind, and I think it's a better way to think of it the way you're seeing it than the way that I'm seeing it. So I really appreciate that. I just, I mean, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I haven't told the story in a very fucking long time, and uh, uh, I will very quickly. Uh, I got this job at yeah. the cable company when I was really young. And uh, like I said, I think it was 23. It's 2002. I, I would have been 23 in 2002. So I get this job at this place. And uh, it's the kind of job that people really want, especially the people, the kind of people I grew up around. Uh, it was, it was just like, I had two friends that got a job there. They got me hired. I felt so fucking happy to be there. So for seven years, I worked there. And, and I will tell you that like, I would say I was very happy for about four of those years. The first four years I worked there, I felt, I felt so happy and so lucky. And then after that, once we get to the five years into this job, I start to like have really bad anxiety. Uh, I don't know. I, I I'm getting like a worse and worse attitude. And when I say a worse and worse attitude, like worse attitude to people in my life, like just being nasty to even just the yeah. people that I live with and, and people in my life. And I, I didn't really know what to, I didn't really know how to, uh, 
what was going on, but I was extremely fucking miserable, uh, for sure. And, um, I wanted to leave when I found out I, I, I had thought, Hey, I want to get out of this fucking place. Uh, well, actually I didn't even know I wanted to leave. I was just like, kind of, kind of really miserable. So I was like, um, at work one day and I was up a ladder and these two guys were sort of talking at talking to me while I was at the top of the ladder. And, um, I didn't like, uh, I I'm at the top of the ladder and, and, and I get down and I go to check the cable box on the side of the house, not off the ladder. One of them punches me in the face and then I fall down a flight of steps. Well, one of them pushes, punches me in the face. I lean down on my knee on one of the, uh, I lean down on my knee on the, on the floor and they pull a gun. So I jump down this fucking flight of steps. Um, so I, I broke my wrist on the way uh, as I fell down the steps and I ended up getting like six months off and I was like, okay. Um, I think like, I, I was like, okay. Uh, I think I hate this job. Like I didn't know how much I hated that job and how it was affecting me until I had been off for a year almost because I had to get surgery and a few other things. And I was just making workman's comp and I was making my full wage and everything. And I'm like, I, I, I don't think I can do like, I don't like this job and being away from it for a year showed me that I didn't even want to be in that fucking world. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to be away from that. I didn't yeah. want to do anything. And it ended up working out for me. Like, like this is what I do now. But if you had told me before I decided I was going to quit, I 1000 million percent would have thought I'm never going to be happy and I'm never going to get a better job than Yeah, that's a, that's an amazing story. Thank you for thank you for sharing that. And yeah, it's those types of situations where you get yourself in the right place and you manage to do something really great with it that you didn't even expect. And that's that's the kind of thing that's the kind of place where I'm hoping to put to put myself into with the time that I have right now. And I think yeah, I think it's just like there's this whole uncertainty and this doubt and this cloud of like what other people are asking you. Like if other people are asking you what you're going to do, things like that. And I'm glad you got the opportunity. Obviously, we're all grateful that you're here and that you have this show. And that's, that's where I wanted to go. And I, I was doubting myself for a little bit there. I was doubting that, that, that I'm making the right decisions and that I shouldn't just try to afford money. But I think this, that really puts things into perspective. Um, and yeah, helps I mean, Grayson, Grayson, let me tell you, if somebody had told me before I got robbed that I was not going to be working at the cable company anymore in five years, it would have sent me down a really, really bad tailspin. And I would have yeah. been so, and, and the thing is that quitting that job was the, the best thing that happened on top of like, just like I was, I was hurting relationships, like in my life, 
you know, I, I wouldn't say that I think my yeah. wife was going to leave me or anything like that. But like, uh, uh, I would say that like, I wasn't nice to my friends. I wasn't being the best type of person. And I didn't know that it was like, go, it, it was the job. I didn't know it was a job. I thought it was yeah. a, a defect in myself where I'm just not yeah. nice and I'm not a decent person. That's what I, that's exactly what I had happened with a lot of the jobs where I was doing like virtual assistant and digital marketing work. I was coming home like very anxious, very depressed and everybody around me noticed that there was something wrong with me. Like uh, I, I was getting picked up sometimes at work by my aunt there. She was wondering like, what's, what's going on. And it was because that one of my digital marketing jobs was really, really bad. They had like this terribly controlling work environment, super micromanaging. And, and especially with like a pre-existing mental health diagnosis, you start to doubt, okay, is this me or is this because of the way these people are treating me? And I don't want to go back there again. I don't want to ever have to deal with that situation ever again. Um, and I, I, I think you've <laughs> obviously you've taken a lot of time out, out of your show to, to explain and, and provide insight. And um, if you don't mind, one of the things I was hoping to do in this time off was to try to grow uh, my, my podcast out and see if that goes somewhere. Maybe I, maybe I, I don't want to supplant you, but I don't, uh, maybe I'll become the next Brian Quimby. And that would obviously, hey. that, would, that would be nothing short of a miracle. Um, but you if I deserve that, that uh, you absolutely deserve it. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So uh, my podcast, thankfully, I did release a new episode um, and it is on this same topic of inflation and the rhetoric around it and the way that the financial system is being sort of engineered to force people back into those crappy jobs and to reduce their confidence. Um, it's up on the Fixer Punk podcast, F-I-X-E-R-P-U-N-K.com, also on all major platforms. And most of my political insights and stuff like that are on the TikTok, which is at Fixer Punk, same spelling. And then Twitter, if Twitter still survives, at Grayson, G-R-E-Y-S-O-N-N-A-T-I-O-N. All right. Thank you, thank Grayson. You so much it was good to hear from you. And, and really, you, you're going to be okay. I think things will be good. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. you have a great afternoon. Oh, hey, look who it is. Psychic Gasoline took three weeks paternity leave and didn't tell us he has a baby. So happy having a baby. Hopefully you get some sleep. And listen, I'm taking a month off. I mean, I haven't said which days I'm taking, but I, I uh, uh, and there are going to be, man, I, I got to tell you, before we get to the next call, I, I have to say, so it's like, I have, what am I doing here? I got, uh, the Brigham young money podcast is going to talk about Mormon stuff with me. I'm going to talk to YKS. I'm going to get true bill. And, uh, so that's going to be something that we are going to talk about. We're going to talk about, uh, uh, my finances. Everybody's going to finally get to hear my finances for real with Truebill. I'm going to have the YKS guys do the America Carol. And uh, uh, that should be, I think, something that, that'll be good. That's a Christmas Day show. I have the Dane Cook podcast. And this week, 
Gutshot Start. Gutshot is a show where me and a guest this week, Tony Boswell, we will pick out of four separate Greg Gutfeld opening segments. And we will listen to the whole thing and goof on it. That's basically what Gutshot is. Gutshot was a thing so that I didn't have to consume anything because I'm doing a lot of work right now up front for my time off. I mean, some of these shows on the time off is just, it's, it's something it, it, they're, they're, uh, uh, they're very funny, very fun. Uh, a lot of funny people that you really will like. And, uh, I've already recorded a few also last week, the basement show was with Ryan Williams, a, a stand-up comedian out of uh, Vancouver that's going on tour. And it's Rye Williams comic on Twitter. And he was great. He's super fun to do the show with. And I hope everybody enjoyed that episode. And um, I guess what the, the other plug I'll do here is, is uh, uh, yeah, gut shot. Then now we're cooking. And then when I get back from vacation in January, I am doing... Here's the announcement, TEDcast or TED Talks. I haven't figured it out, but what we're going to do is I'm going to get a different person every week to review one half hour of TED and TED 2 by Seth MacFarlane, and we're just going to review that half hour of the movie. I've never seen TED and uh, or TED 2, really, so I thought it would be very fun if uh, 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 we reviewed TED. But I don't want to. Re- I want to do it in half-hour chunks with people who haven't seen the other uh, map, the other uh, parts of TED. So TED Talks is what I'm going to call it. J O M S H said, and yeah, TED Talks. It's going to be a TED Talks. I'm going to have a lot of my very funny friends review a half hour of TED. Um, so uh there that's that's yeah, I can hear you, but it I changed it. I don't know what to do. Guys, we might fall off here in a minute. I, I don't know. We gotta just wait and see. We we just gotta wait and see. This stupid fucking app knocks me offline. Uh I hate this app. I hate it. It's Crowdcast, we're doing Zoom from now on. This whole thing has been shit and it fucked me up and I'm probably not going to release it. If this thing hangs up, well, we're about to find out. I've never had this problem before, so maybe it won't happen. Maybe it won't happen. But eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Okay, well, it didn't knock me off, so that was pointless. Okay, so let's take another call. <laughs> hey, you're talking to Brian. What's up? Who am I talking to? Greetings, salutations. You're talking to some random stranger on the internet. Hi, I random think. stranger on the internet. Uh, how are you? Oh, cool. I'm good. Never tuned in before. Uh, just kind of joined you uh, off of uh, trying to find other Twitch streamers uh, who have kind of s- smaller followers um, just to 
say, what, what are you all about? What's going on? What, what can I learn from, from this channel that I might not learn elsewhere? Well, you won't learn anything. From, I, one guarantee I can make is that you will never learn anything from this channel. It's just a, a call-in show. We just take calls from the listeners and talk to them about whatever they want to talk about, their job, whatever. Uh, but this isn't like the smallest show, but I get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But the chat's pissed at you for that one. Um, That's fine. Cool. <laughs> no oh, worries. and Mochi in the chat, um, they want you to know we're communists too, which we tech, we are communists too. So that's oh, the no. best I can give I, you. I, I, I've been doing I, this thing I, I for like 12 I'm years communist. and I still haven't figured out how to describe it. Uh, I mean, a couple of years ago, I, I found myself randomly at the Libertarian Convention in Florida uh, just because <laughs> I was a big fan of somebody called Vermin Supreme. Um, who promised free ponies to everybody if he was uh, elected president, uh, you know, and I, I thought that was kind of cool. Plus, he was uh, pretty big on people brushing their teeth, which I think is kind of important. Um, I <laughs> so agree. I, I, I agree. I kind of How was, who was there at the Libertarian? But I need to hear, like, who did you see at the Libertarian convention? I, I really can't remember names. I, I do remember that the most popular person there was running on, um, if you elect me, the first thing I'm going to do is abolish the Constitution, and then there will be no federal government. <laughs> That's sick, so I though. I would have voted for that, probably, just to see what happened, right? No, like, Yeah, but, but a lot of these people um, said, like, yeah, taxation is theft, taxation is theft, and I, I made the simple comment that, uh, hey, I really like driving on roads and I appreciate when there's no potholes on them. So uh, if, if you're not going to pay taxes and if the government can't do anything and everything, everything is going to be privatized. Uh, what, what happens to roads? Like if I go down the street to a convenience store, do I have to pay tolls on every corner? I make a turn on like, I, how does this work in your mind? Like I, it was really bizarre. And really, so I went, that, like uh, I used to say, I used to say, this is what I used to say, because I, 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 you know, I came to this sort of politics from um, the left. I like I'm on the left. I came to it from from anarchism, though. Like heard from anarchists in the past, and I said, you know what, I like what they have to say. So when people would ask me, how are we going to have the roads? I would say, uh, well, I'd fix it, you know, or, or, uh, uh, people would fix it. Now. I don't know if I believe that anymore because I'm insane now, but right. Like I you, do you fix it for hope. free. That's see, that's what I was thinking at the time, but I'm like dealing, I'm like at this time in my life, I'm, I'm like moneyless. I'm thinking of a moneyless world. You know, where it's like everything's cool, man. I'm, you just I'm go right there you, with you. you I, wish, I wish merit would, would mean something. Like, for the goodness of my neighbors, I will provide for them so that they could get what they need. I don't want my neighbors to starve. I don't want anybody to feel suffering. You know, suffering sucks. You. And if I have the means to provide, then, and, and beyond my own means, you know, if I could provide beyond my own means, then I should share, you know, like I, I'm so better. I, I'm like so lucky that uh, I, I, uh, I can provide for myself 
and then have some extra to provide for my neighbors, then why not? Right. But, but at some point it breaks down at some point, at, at some point you can't do it for everybody. Uh, because, you know, there, there are crazy people in the world who, who will uh, be contrarian just for the sake of being contrarian. And, and how do you account for that? Like, how do you, how do you manage it? I don't know. It, it, it's just so complicated, and I'm too dumb to try to, like... I'm try with to, you. Try to help hey, everybody. I'm just like, as dumb. Uh, uh, I, 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 <laughs> if, if you feel dumb, I also I feel extremely dumb. But I do think, like, when I think of, like, uh, uh, what I consider to be communism, uh, which is extremely sort of a, a, a weird thing that I, I don't know. Like I, I'm like, uh, I don't understand much, but I do, I did go to college and, and I did read Marxist stuff. And like, whenever I think of what a world that would be good for me is, is that like, I just, somebody, and, and I know this sounds so, this might sound so bad to you, random guy on the internet, but like somebody just tell me what I need to do and then I will do it. And then they can like, uh, uh, just make sure that I have like all the, all the stuff I want. I want like weed and, 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 you know, basically I'm just very much like, a. uh, Let's make things let's let's just I've always said that the way that we make people happy and the way that we change thing is to try to facilitate the maximum amount of people who who are living their their sort of uh, uh, fullest potential. Like that's what we hang have on, to like. On, I, I think wait, that's wait, the wait, goal wait. of society. Let me, let, me, let me interrupt that. Let me interrupt that senator right now. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm interrupting your sentiment uh, because um, uh, one of the best ideas I ever heard uh, was from somebody who's probably not the greatest, Sam Harris. But but he said um, the, the point of life is to maximize pleasure while minimizing suffering. You know, and, and it's so mm-hmm. basic that 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 kind of boils down to the most basic part of it: maximize pleasure, minimize suffering. People are going to have different ideas of, of what that is, and, and it, it, it just gets really hard to do at a certain point. And, and you know, um, yeah. I, I see a lot of people that talk about communism and stuff like that, um, and, and, you know, I get a lot of pushback when I try to say, you know, like, well, communism, yeah, uh, whenever I see it practiced, the people who make the decisions, they aren't practicing communism. They're the people who That's make the decisions who ruin communism are practicing capitalism. And, and so yes. why, why does communism have to get the worst rap for, for the well, people and who also, are top? Also, let me just say decisions. this. Like, yeah, go ahead. Like, like the way I would think about like when people give when people give communism a bad rap, they never sort of think about the fact that like uh, the entire world outside of them, outside of like China, basically, like if a, if a South American Imagine country a goes communist, the entire world basically gets together and tries to make it so they can't be communist like that. That's what I, I not. And, you know, the, I'm sure 
I don't, I haven't read the, uh, uh, I haven't read the, like, uh, um, what, ha what happened with the Soviet Union? Cause I'm stupid. But like, I do know that the United States was doing everything they could to make it so it was impossible not to have for them to be successful. So sure they made mistakes and they did stuff, but like, I, I just, I think about it like when you're looking for this type of thing, you're looking for something that should be global and that freaks out the people that make a ton of money. If that makes yeah. sense. Yes. If you can make money, then stop everything else. I, I, I live in such a, an ideal bubble in my own head that uh, I think like if, if, if communism could be led up to um, artificial intelligence systems that were taught how to create the most ideal system for the most people, again, going back to that. And oh, my God, I know I know Sam Harris is not like the, the best person to bring up in this situation. Uh, and again, I, I'm not like um, uh, riding or dying for Sam Harris. It was just the one idea, the one idea he brought up that uh, a, a good life to live is to provide the most pleasure for the most beings and reduce suffering for the most beings. You know, increase pleasure, reduce suffering. That's the basis of it. I'm sorry it came from Sarah, Sam Harris, <laughs> but, but seriously, that's where it came from. Hey, you know, uh, I think wherever it cool. comes from, I, I believe a lot of things that I learned from people who were, uh, uh, you know, dinguses. You know, I was a big atheist, so Sam Harris probably grabbed me at some point in my life because I was a big-time atheist. I still am an atheist, by the way, to be clear, but I'm not one that yells at people anymore but yeah i i think so they said utilitarianism is what he was saying i call it hedonism and uh i think that again if you can be fully realized that's what i think even with like that's that's sort of what got me to what's the word uh that's sort of what got me to communism or, or anarchism was that like I was seeing all these people that like wanted to do things. There's like a podcast. I'll, I'll tell you this. There's a podcast called the crackdown podcast. And it's a show on, uh, uh, about people who use heroin and want to be allowed to do that and want to be able to safely purchase it somewhere. And like, if, if that had come up to me, I don't know, five years ago, 10 years ago, I would have said, no, we can't let people do heroin like that. But now I do think we can, if they want to do it and they want it to be safe, that's the fully realized version of a person. And we, we need to let everybody be fully realized. It's not the best way to live your life, but it isn't fucking my life to live for them anyway. You know? Yeah. The best, the best take I ever heard on the, you know, control of drugs came from some random dude I met uh, at a bar in London when I was doing my rite of passage as an American traveling through Europe, uh, who said like, well, just make all drugs legal, you know, just let people do what they want to do. Uh, if you provide a safe place for it um, and, and, and they don't have to, you know, steal from their employers or steal from their loved ones and to realize that what they're doing is addictive and 
kind of ruining uh, their their true intentions of of living their best life. Let them, you know, let them. You uh, fix that. It, it, yeah, it, and, and, and you're preventing them. Then you're, you're you're creating a criminal system for them, and and you're you're ruining their life more so than they would be doing on their own volition. Mm-hmm. Like, let them have the Absolutely. freedom to do that kind of stuff. Um, also, Absolutely. Uh, uh, when you mentioned atheism, let me just uh, let me just mention that I am a full fledged card carrying member of the Pastafarian religion of the Church of the Flying <laughs> Spaghetti Monster. Thank you very much, uh, Ramen. All right. Well, that's pretty cool, but. Here's what I'm going to do. Listen to the show again. Listen to another night and come back and give us a call. If you hate me, that's totally okay. It's just a podcast, a comedy podcast. But you're the best random person who has ever called the show. And I appreciate it. Yeah, cheers, man. Yeah, I, I will be following. Uh, I'll subscribe if I can. But uh, yeah, you're hearted, you're followed, you're notified. Uh, on my channel as far as I can do. And um, I've I've really enjoyed your commentary. I'm enjoying uh, other people's commentary. And uh, this has been a good experience. Cheers. All right. Thanks. Look at that. I've never had a random caller call in that didn't like use the N word. So that was something. Truly something. Let's take a uh, another call here. Let's make another call. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who am I talking to? This is Shelly. This is Murder Brian. Hey, what's up? Sorry, I'm really stoned right now. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. How are hey, you, Shelly? Uh, this is Shelly. So <laughs> I called to talk about Man Cow, uh, but real quick <laughs> to Grayson. Um, yeah, right. Uh, Laser1033. Um, to Grayson, uh, you'll be okay, hon. Like, you'll be okay. I, I was like in like the 40 hour, you know, nine to five work life forever, ever. And just two years ago, I got out of it and I've just gotten to a place where I feel okay and not like full of anxiety all the time about not having like a traditional job. So, but yeah, you'll be fine, hon. Don't worry. (laughs) But uh, let me, let me say like, it does take a long time for people to think like I'm 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 not, I'm not a loser because I don't work 40 hours a week. Is the is the way I think of it like where it's like when I first quit the cable company, I immediately went to college for 5 years and that was something. But like when I when when I got out like the whole time I was there, I was like sitting around, like having these like real existential fucking crises thinking like, Oh, well, my wife probably wants to leave me because I'm a fucking loser that isn't going to work. My, my in-laws think probably think I'm a fucking loser. Uh, my parents probably think I'm a loser. And it's just because I wasn't doing this, this thing that I stuck around doing, which I think is like, I think the best advice you can give somebody that's young and Grayson is young. I I think you just, you tell them like you got a long, there's a long ways to go. And like, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 you're not going to lose your job. You're not going to not ever be able to get another job. (laughs) And, and, and it doesn't, the next job you get doesn't have to be bad. 
and you know, Grayson's in California. Don't they? They got that good uh, unemployment there anyway. So, oh, totally milk that shit as long as you can. <laughs> I milked that completely dry until yeah, it was gone. And even if, if you, even if it's a bad job, whatever, like you'll be fine. You'll you'll eventually figure it out. You know. Um, but yeah, man. No, you're a man cow. Man cow was. Oh, oh, fuck yeah, man cow was the shit in Des Moines. Like he was like our taste of like you know big city life. He was like our shock jock. You know, he was our little taste of Chicago. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like if you were. I a mean, that, bag, I, you know what though? Tiny. You know what though? It's really sad what they did. <laughs> did to you in Des Moines in a way, and all these other places that ended up with man cow because they thought you couldn't handle Howard Stern. And that's probably right. Is uh, uh, that's something that they didn't think you could do. So I mean, uh, yeah, I that's mean, something yeah, that I thought I would, I would say man cow. Like, they thought you couldn't handle Howard Stern. So they gave you man cow and uh, man cows, the craziest person in the world. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Like October, like when you start the man cow stuff like that blew my mind because that was dormant for years. I had no one to talk to about this wild shit that I was obsessed with for like eight years. Cause you know, it was just like a dirt bag in the middle of Iowa and it's just kind of what you had to do. <laughs> it was just I mean, like if you're going to work like, though, you know, where, was it just you're at work and it's like they're playing man so, cow or were um, you like, I got a motherfucking, I was like, I was listen to man cow. <laughs> no no so like he was like really hot like like the late 90s and i was like i was like preteen. um and so my stepdad listened to bob and tom and i fucking hated that shit so like i chose yeah. man cow because man cow was cool you know like fuck that old man shit <laughs> give me man cow so yeah i just but i don't know i was just being, can like, i ask you yeah. this can i ask you this shelly yeah did i yeah. like at least a little bit uh change your mind on on bob and tom in that like they're i i don't think they're cornballs i'm not saying they're cornballs but they aren't like they're not like light workplace safe comedy right oh totally no 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 like my stepdad was like just you know horrible you know racist piece of white trash shit and like he loved that like he like totally popped over like you know just the dumb you know, like just full on, you know, racist massages and stuff. Like the like the uh, toast thing. Like you fucking played that, and that like I hadn't thought about that in like twenty five years. And like he was like sing that. It was like a little thing between him and I. Like the toast shit. No. Like yeah, uh, ah, but that shit was like I nasty. do it now. <laughs> so it's funny. Yes. I started craving toast this week. Now <laughs> listen, I don't know yeah. if that's Bob and Tom's fault. I don't know, but I told my wife, I was like, I, I need to get bread so I can make toast. Now, every fucking time I go to make toast, I'm in the kitchen like, yeah, toast. Yeah, toast. <laughs> now it's like annoyed me. That like It's kind of like the tuna fish song. It like really got me. <laughs> Way better than tuna fish song, though. Like the toast song at least is like has a structure to it. It's at least like a realized thing <laughs> like a lot of people disagree go. with you no on that Shelly. i'm gonna tell you uh, oh, i did fuck. a poll I, and I, the tuna I, fish okay, song dude, at this point people have decided they kind of like the tuna fish song 
So I mean, tune uh, in goes too. It goes too, but you know, tune in toes. You know, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though that like you were you kind of had the same uh, what's the trajectory as me at the same time because like I was really 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 into Howard Stern at exactly the time you're talking about because he was the one that was on here from the big city. I mean, Bob and Tom was here, but there was no way I was listening to something called Bob and Tom and like Howard Stern's like this huge celebrity at the time. So it just felt like, like, uh, what I wanted to hear. And, and like my dad liked Bob and Tom and, uh, he hated, he hated that. I liked Stern, but like, that was, I like picked him up in the middle of the country just because like, I mean, I picked him up because he was here. If Man Cow had been here, which kind of sort of a shock because there's not a ton of a difference between Illinois and Columbus. You know, uh, Columbus is a little bigger than Des Moines. I will say that. But, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but uh, it, well, Columbus is actually like way bigger than Des Moines. I have been to Des Moines. I performed there. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, totally, I think totally. Des Moines could have handled Stern. I think they didn't need to have the man cow, which was the bad Stern. <laughs> yeah, but like Des Moines is just like the bad version of everything. So I like really, uh, it all fit. It all makes sense in like that culture of shithead Des Moines. <laughs> like flip I mean, I, I would say like Des, Des Moines is the smallest city I've ever been to in my life. And I've been to a decent amount of them, and it's so wild. Uh, uh, that mm-hmm. how small it was. I had never seen a city that small in my life. When we got there, I was like, I'm going to take a walk. And there wasn't enough like space for me to walk. Yeah. 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 I grew up like 15 minutes outside of Des Moines. And by like this time, like um, I moved away like as fast as I could. Um, I think <laughs> but like my to. mom still lives there. I think, yeah. And she to. says like, yeah, like it's all just like you know suburbs now. It's just like greatly expanded. Everything has so. Yeah. I, I mean, I liked Iowa. I liked back. the people in Iowa, but I didn't like. I was not. I I when I was in Des Moines, I I like just I couldn't believe it that like what I was seeing because I I liked Fong. Is it called Fong's the. Uh, the pizza oh, place with Chinese yeah, food on the, the pizza? Yeah, like the, the helmet. You get to wear like the, the Air Force helmet or whatever. You get drunk and do shots and wear the helmet. Yeah, that place is pretty sick. Yeah, yeah. And We're the venue we played was pretty sick too, actually. It's Vaudeville, like a big famous one there. The, yeah, yeah, it's probably the Vaudeville. That, that was like right by the pizza place. Yeah, because I was like, was I'm not. What, it's the Vaudeville, you called it? The, the Vaudeville Muse. That's like That's that was it. like you know. I didn't want to perform. You. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to perform there because it was called vaudeville, and I have this like really fucking nasty association with vaudeville that I like just hate it. I, I don't know why. Uh, I just don't like old comedy. You know, like old style totally, comedy. Totally. I can't stand it. So I heard vaudeville mu- muse, and I was like. Ew, vaudeville like what corny jokes is that what we're talking about uh but that place was cool as fuck yeah yeah totally totally yeah very formative oh that was a very formative place quick argument a cha- there, quick but. argument a chat room between uh scarab feast and zach h 
Uh, the tuna fish song, as far as I can tell, is about tuna fish, if I can help a little bit. I've listened to him do the tuna fish song like four times in four different situations, and he was literally talking uh -huh. about tuna fish. If he wanted to sing about pussy, he would definitely find a way to sing about it. But it's 100% about tuna fish. I'll tell you that. I'm still, I could, I, I could, I could totally feel him trying to pull some, like, you know, being subversive, like kind of bullshit, you know, like that seems like dumb guy subversive stuff, you know, <laughs> but he's a dude. He, he makes up his own language and brands it. So like, if it was pussy, uh, I think we would know that he have, has a word for pussy because he has a word for <laughs> anal sex. He has a word for, uh, uh, like, we know his word for anal sex. We know his word for regular sex. We know his, like, we know blowjobs. We know snarlings is the blowjob word and all that stuff. Like, we know that. So if he had that, I think it would, it would definitely be, uh, he would let us know that it wasn't just tuna fish. Wh what I'll explain to people is, uh, he sings about tuna fish because tuna fish has protein and part of his character that I have failed to get people, uh, part of his character that I failed to get people to understand, which is probably, a uh, which might be on me is that like, he is like a, a guy that lifts weights and is really tough. And it's that kind of thing. So he's saying tuna fish in res in regards to uh, lifting weights. It's 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 I'm gonna lift weights. I'm gonna get protein, and uh, that's that's just what I think. So uh, uh, yeah, it is definitely barrel. the he's song the is about tuna guy, fish. Right? I promise. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you, you may have just sold me there. Because he's a wheelbarrow guy, right? Like he was wheelbarrows, like yes. Too, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So wheelbarrows like, yeah, are manly. Very, like, wheelbarrows are manly. <laughs> well, why are wheelbarrows manly? I don't know. It, they just are. If yeah, there was a men's convention, like, it would be about wheelbarrows. Hell yeah! No, it's it fucking would be. Yeah, he's very obsessed with like performing masculinity, and he's very spot on with what like. <laughs> do think performing masculinity is so like yeah tuna and like bodybuilding like they get very obsessive very quickly so you may have told me on that <laughs> yeah well I'm, i'll tell you what uh hold on one sec i can hear you if you want to talk but if i don't pee i'm gonna pee in my pants so if oh, you want to hang yeah. up you can yeah, and pee. i can take this last caller or uh uh you know, I'll be right back. <laughs> no, I'll hang around while you pee. It'll be fun. <laughs> Let's do it. Holy moly. That took for fucking ever. All right. I am back. <laughs> Hell yeah. Top uh, five auto fluid functions. Yeah, I was, I was crying. Like, I had tears in my eyes, and I was just kind of sitting here. And I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die. I'm either going to cry or uh you know um but yeah i murder I, brian I, don't um, fuck in wait until you're crying to piss so piss <laughs> no but yeah you, sometimes you gotta 
sometimes you gotta totally, you'll totally. feel like you're gonna cry. And uh also Zach H said piss hole, it's a toilet. I'm next to the toilet. So I did not piss in the fucking piss hole. It's the room right next to mine. Did you guys see my Peter Steele blanket is back behind me where he's holding this fucking hog? Uh I kind of displayed it and I displayed the very first Street Fight t-shirt right behind me. The uh, everybody hit Street Fight Chapo shirt that like I more and more think maybe I could sell. But, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, uh, no, no, can of Kim. I didn't piss in the piss hole. But yeah, I think like Man Cow to me, I, I guess like if you were listening to him, if okay, here's what I probably would think. I'm just guessing for you is that like you were listening to this and uh, you were listening to this. Oh God. Now everybody wants, wants me to play the tuna fish song. Uh, if you were listening to this man cow, then you were there to listen to man. Cow. So the things that he does that drives me fucking crazy wouldn't happen if you were wouldn't it definitely wouldn't happen if you were like listening to him because you want to hear him. So, uh, uh, that's just one thing. Uh, so hold on. I got it. I, they want to see the hog Shelly. I can hear you. I'm going to show them the hog. <laughs> show them the hog, Bri, Bri, show them the hog. Do your thing. Make your money. I think I got it. Not my hog Shelly. Come on. <laughs> I mean, you know, anyone, you know, you make your money. <laughs> Whatever. Kind they would of. hate to see my hog. They would hate to see it. Oh, so uh, you would I mean, be surprised. Oh, I think they saw it. I'm checking. Surprised. Now I'm watching it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They got to see the hog. They got hog. There it is. It's right <laughs> there in the screen. So that is Peter Steele's hog. It's from an actual picture. And you got to see my ass crack. Uh, that was like. Wow. Oh, come on. I've never taken my shirt off in the chat. Oh, wait, I did that one time. Yeah. Well, that was a different thing. <laughs> yeah, smooth boy. You know? Smooth boy thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, I could see it. Like, the thing that frustrates me about Man Cow is the, the absolute constant, like, cutting people off and not letting anybody talk. So, like, you're listening to this thing and you're just like, man, does this fucking guy, like, I mean, nobody gets to talk. And you know what? I, I, I can give you a little bit of information here, Shelly. He now, I don't know if you listen to him now. You probably don't. That's uh, what you feed to he, me he, for Shocktober. Just for Shocktober. So he yeah. has never... Uh, uh, he said that he wrote scripts for all those radio shows. So every single show he did was scripted from top to bottom. And, uh, he wrote it every day. He got up at two 30 in the morning, wrote the show and then moved on. Cause I, I a hundred percent like looked at that. You know, I, I, I like, I, I was going to play the audio, but I didn't think anybody would care. But I think somebody that listens would know that like, He's lying, <laughs> which is kind of what he does. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, he's, yeah he's just very high. Yeah. 
Did you, okay, let me ask you another question now. Did you believe the, um, what's the word? Um, did you believe like some of the things he was doing, like saying he was doing, like, I don't know the famous madhouse clips I've heard is turd driving into the side of a building. And, uh, the other famous madhouse clip I've heard is, um, the, what, what the fuck was it? There's like another mad. Oh yeah. They're killing baby birds on the street, like smashing (laughs) them with a hammer. Did you believe any of that was happening? I was like at that perfect fucking age where like I was like 11, 12 or like I kind I was like right in that grape, you know, that sweet spot where like I probably was like, yeah, this shit can't be real. He didn't drive into a fucking building, but there was that part of me that was like, oh, this is awesome. This is compelling. I'm going to believe this. I'm going to buy into this reality, you know, well, I would never whatever. make, then, I wouldn't, I don't think that at this point I would make fun of somebody that thought it was real. Because uh, I don't generally like I like pro wrestling, so like if I started oh, yeah, making no, that's, fun that's of people pro- that thought it was real, but I also kind of felt like like if you really thought it was real, that's sad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like so, I, totally, totally. Like I was. What gonna... you said makes sense, right? Like what you said is I'm gonna buy into this and believe that it's happening. So that sort of makes sense on the same level that pro wrestling makes sense for me. It's like, I get it because I, I buy in and just believe what they're throwing out there for fun. So like, I think if somebody actually believed turd drove his car on the side of that building, (laughs) that would be kind of sad. Like an adult, like construction worker thinking that. They totally did though. Like I was totally around like dudes like that, <laughs> that like, eh, they probably did believe that shit. But yeah, I was yeah. going to say like with wrestling, like I'm a fucking wrestling nerd, always have been, sadly always will be. But yeah, like also with like man cow, like I was at the sweet spot of like, I know this isn't real, but I still want to like believe it is, you know, and I can kind of still Me allow too. myself easily I've to believe it. I've talked about this. Yeah. Kelly, I've talked about that with wrestling in the past because, like, I was, like, 18 during the Attitude Era, and I was like, man, like, I know, like, I've heard this is fake when it comes to wrestling. It's like, I've heard this is fake, so I, I, uh, uh, I, but I don't see how it's fake, like, how, and so, like, they would do something, like, you see a person fall off a ladder, or, like, the the a cell a cage or something like that you're like well that's real um for sure oh look big hal's in here big hal dotty's in here big hal toot big hal toots up brian hi big hal dotty but yeah i believed it i but i i couldn't figure out where the separation had with pro wrestling because uh, and it's the same thing I think I would probably be with man cow. I mean, you know, I don't think Howard Stern ever faked stuff, but he could have, and I would have n- never known, you know, or Opie and Anthony, did they fake stuff? Yeah. In the nineties, they faked stuff, but after a while, they just kept doing, they started doing it. And that's kind of, uh, uh, that that's kind of how I think I would look at man cow too at that time like well 
you know, why would he fake driving into the side of a building? Which I honestly still asking <laughs> myself why he would fake the turd driving in the side of the of a building. Because it's like yeah, it right, sounds so, so fake. What's the point? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. That's just that's what makes it still so fucking compelling. <laughs> like, why did this dipshit in Chicago like think this was like <laughs> a fucking funny. good idea? Why did he think it was funny yeah. or good? Like that kind of shit is crazy <laughs> to me. You know, it's even like when yeah. you look at like like to a lesser extent when you're on Twitter now and you see Elon Musk, and it's like there are people who are gonna buy into his shit no matter what. It, it, it isn't going to be anything. And, you know, it's funny. I was talking to my brother and he was saying he thinks Elon's going to get out of it. But I just think he's not paying attention. He doesn't know how poisonous Twitter is like that a, a, a regular person wouldn't have bought it. But, uh, uh, yeah, I think like. I, I, I think like wanting to buy into something and then doing it is fucking really cool. But like uh the guys that are like like Man Cow doing some of the bits was just like the one I listened to where he was killing baby birds was just like why would you do this? Like I don't I don't get <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's mean. It sounds bad, but you know, they were all fucking running fast. So uh, well, Shelly, I want to thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Totally. And uh, I got to get yeah. this last call here. Totally. R.I.P. Cowboy Ray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. All right. Let's get this last call on here. We'll talk to him. We'll see what happens. I feel like a new man after I took that enormous piss. Hey, hey who am I talking to? Hey. Hey, this is Jeff. What's up, Jess? How are yeah, you? so I called. Uh, I'm doing good. Um, I'm, I'm trying not to ask you how you are because I know uh, when you do a call and shit, it's not great. But yeah, I'm doing good. But uh, I called in to talk about. Um, I called in a while ago. I think it was a call in show before Brett left, maybe. Um, and I was, I was the one, I'm a therapist, and I was talking about this like uh, therapy company trying to be radical. Um, oh yeah, I remember. And, uh, yeah. So I've been working there and basically I went on for like months, uh, without getting paid because of their like employee contract. So I worked there since like July and I had to like hire people to supervise. Um, and you're doing all these interviews and going to like two meetings a week and just getting, getting nothing for months. And, uh, how did they so basically like, were they like, I promise you're going to get it. Like I'm going to make it right. It's basically, we only get paid for supervising people. Um, but like they're telling us the meetings are mandatory. So it's like, I'm pretty sure it's like not legal, but a lot of the mental health companies do stuff like this. It's very funny that I just said it can't be as though like I would know. I know. <laughs> but, it's so, common. I mean, well, it's so crazy. It's the, so common. It's so common and it's it's crazy to me. Yeah, it's it's you're an independent contractor. I'm literally a W two employee. That's why I'm like okay, that's but nice. um, it's so weird. But anyway, my field's crazy. So um, basically, 
uh, I got in there and I like went to my first meeting and the first meeting they're like, the, the founder is like, I don't know if I said this last time, but like, yeah, like everyone's really mad. Um, they like got some kind of software to like do, to like collect data, to like do a better job, but it's like, it's a tech company, it's a startup. So it's like, <laughs> usually when they're collecting data, it's like not for a good thing <laughs> no. for like their customers. Um, and so they're like, everyone's mad at us. And, um, yeah, they're like really mad at us in these meetings and they're saying like health insurance companies are evil. And, you know, I've been a therapist mm-hmm. and that's, you know, I don't like insurance companies, but, you know, you got to work within the system. And it was, I was like, oh no. And there was a bunch of meetings where um, the founders and the management were like, you know, if, if you do hold those values about insurance companies and this stuff, then you, maybe you should find a new place to work. And it's like repeatedly saying this. And so I was like, this is not, I haven't even hired any employees yet. And this is not good. <laughs> so yeah, they wanted you. I mean, fast forward. they, I, I get what they were like, you know, maybe th- 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 what they always do is like, maybe you're not passionate about this line of work. It's like, fuck you, man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I've only, I'm only like in, in debt up to my eyeballs from fucking grad school and you know, all this other shit. I, I'm not passionate. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And then um, you, you, but I won't. So like, and they, they're not paying you at like all, right? Like it wasn't, it's not even yeah. like there's, I don't know. Like there's, there's no pay at all for periods of time. Only until you hire somebody. So you're only getting paid for like the hour of supervision you do with somebody each week. Um, Cause like they, they're billing under your license. So if you're a supervisor, you'll supervise people who don't have their full like social work license or their full like mental health counselor license. And basically they can't bill insurance companies and they can't work independently out of pocket. So they need us to, for them to bill under our license. And so without us, they don't have anything. And they're also not paying all these supervisors. And there's people who like, they want you to hire five people. And so there's, I know somebody, they, they interviewed 50 people unpaid I mean, it goes on for months anyway. So recently Fuck. just keep, they keep like <laughs> escalating things in meetings and the, and I've talked to, I started calling people in, in an effort to kind of start thinking about unionizing. Uh, Cause I said, if I ever go back and work for a company, that's what I'll do. So I started calling people and sentiment is the same all around, just kind of doing some like salting stuff. And, um, so there's a bunch of supervisors that, that seem like they, they're like sympathetic. I started like a, a spreadsheet of like everyone in the company and like calling one by one, trying to get their outside contact information and like see what, what their attitude is. But anyway, we, they scheduled this, this dinner because, um, of like, they gave us this like infantile speech about supply and demand. Um, about like, um, like because of the economy, and basically what they're telling us is like we're we're about to like screw you over, and yeah. they're also trying to pit us against the therapists that we're supervising. So they scheduled this meeting at this fancy hotel right next to Central Park, and I've only ever worked in in like shitholes, so it was bizarre to me. So I go to this dinner, and I'm telling you this this must have cost a fortune. 
there was like a buffet, open bar. There's like 30 of us in there, big, long, you know, table, you know, huge. And uh, I already, I like kind of knew some shit was going to go down. I just kind of figured I'll meet some people in person because it's all virtual. And I'll like kind of see where they're at and just put my face out there. But like, I have a really good sense of when things are about to get really fucked up and I start like recording. <laughs> That's oh, exactly shit. what happened. <laughs> and so we're at this fancy dinner and they have us all introduce ourselves and then they start getting down to like brass tacks and they start like really shit talking the therapist. And uh, one thing you can't do if you have, if you're any type of mental health professional is you can't like psychoanalyze somebody that you, isn't your client. Like it's not, it's very frowned upon. Uh, and so the, the therapist has been asking for more money and they've also been uh, talking about how like they don't like the way they're treated and some other things in the company, all valid concerns. And then the, one of the founders, uh, so the two founders are like married and she goes, yeah, like, it's very clear that, like, the real problem is they think of me as their mom and they think of my husband as their dad. <laughs> Which is, like, what, like a really like a wild thing to say. Like, it's, you're trying to do some, like, faux, like, therapist stuff, but it's, like, it's, like, so, such a crazy thing to say. Um, are they therapists and it just or has, are they just they running are, the business? Just the one of them just the one who said that. And it, even then okay. it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> they're walking. I'm telling you um, right now, they, they are walking around. Yeah. If they're married. They are a thousand percent like talking about this at home. You know what I mean? Like they're oh. having that, that sort of conversation where it's like, they think we're their fucking parents. Can you believe it? We got to do something about this. <laughs> and like one of them is like a multimillion. These are like multimillionaires, like just straight up. It's like an ex like uh, investment finance person who's, who's married in the part of the relationship. And so my, my eyebrows go up and I'm also recording it on my phone as they're saying it. And I'm also right. I'm openly taking notes at this fancy dinner <laughs> with a cheap notebook. I bought at a corner store. Uh, <laughs> So, and they're kind of looking at me like I'm the only one in the entire, in this fancy hotel, just aggressively writing as fast as I can. Um, I'm, I'm surprised. So. Like that, like <laughs> I, I, I wonder, like, it seems pretty weird to think about, but it, it is like, you can't be in their position at this point and not think people might record you at a meeting. So <laughs> maybe don't say anything crazy at the, yeah. And that, that to me, I was like, Whoa. And, uh, and then she like bitched. She was just like, yeah, like I tried to like give them one of my clients who was leaving and, and they, and they said that they couldn't fit them into their schedule. And it was just like, it's just like personal grievance. So then she kicks it off. And then like, there's a couple, a few like real shitty supervisors in there. So one of them says, yeah, it's like just Gen Z. They're so entitled and like just starts. And these are all therapists. So it's like, it's real. When you get into these, this political area, you really see how crazy therapists are. Um, and then, I mean, uh, 
another one speaks up and said, this is wild. Goes, well, you know, a lot of them are in their twenties and thirties and you know, their, their brains aren't fully developed. <laughs> That's not true. It- <laughs> And I mean, you are a, you are a psychologist. 16. <laughs> you are a psychologist. And it was also like, I was sitting there with my, just, just aggressively writing this down as fast as I can. And so now I'm pretty sure I'm going to, I'm going to show it, to, show it to all the employees. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, yeah. what <laughs> I can't, I like truly uh, can't imagine why any of these people do that. I, I guess they're, they're, mm. they're delusional and they think they're the good guy. If that I think mm-hmm. is, is what I'm they getting. Shared, they literally like, shared their dream about how their startup is going to revolutionize mental health care. Yeah. So there's no world in which they would ever see themselves as bad guy, I guess would be my, uh, uh no. would be my guess. Like they, 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 you know, they, they, they like, uh, they already think they're doing, uh, they already think they're doing all the right things. The only real thing they're oh, probably yeah. doing is v- voting for Democrat would be my guess. Oh, well, yeah. And, but Brian, you got to give them credit because recently, uh, so not only do they take up to 60 or 50% of everyone's fees that they take in, um, you know, if you don't have clients and that's one of the main problems is no one's getting clients and they're telling people that they have to treat this as a, a full-time job, even though they're not being paid unless they have clients. Um, they are, recently are those, are those people, minim- um, employees or, uh, uh, contractors? I, they, I can't remember all, but this part will, really make you question the situation they i know they're different than our our contract as supervisors so basically they said um we're going to do minimum pay because we know that you guys really need it um and they have like a non-compete clause in their contract so they can't like go work other places in some ways so we're going to pay you all thirteen hundred dollars a month and oh if you do the math, if they're supposed to treat it like a full-time job, that's fucking eight, $8 an hour. And we live in fucking New York and yeah. it's 14. Yeah, no. <laughs> so it's just like, you are literally sitting in a room talking about how they're like sub-mental and like, <laughs> and like completely in their subconscious, like thinking their, their, <laughs> their bosses or their mom and dad, and you're literally paying them half of minimum wage. <laughs> It was, That's fucking it was crazy like, that the thirteen hundred dollars a month that that like are, are there oh, a yeah. lot of employees there or is it a oh, there's at least two hundred there's at least, least two hundred um no two 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 hundred oh he can afford to pay everybody yeah I mean like I wasn't going mean, to stick up start, for them or anything, up, so they have but I think they start, could afford to, to pay cash, everybody so. more than that oh yeah oh yeah. Um, I, 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 I spoke up at one point and I slipped in the, the, uh, the Adam Curtis quote, uh, like, do you really want to change? <laughs> and it was yeah. not received well. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's, that's really I mean, everything. I think, sharing update. <laughs> I think these people, they have pure contempt for the people that work for them for sure. 
right? Yeah. Like they just don't even, they don't even give a shit about they not oh, don't yeah. give a shit. They they truly hate the people that work for them. They see them as like a nest. Like it's that thing where uh, uh, I've always said about. Well, I think everybody said it is employment is a necessary employees are a necessary evil for these people. Like that's <laughs> the last thing they want to be paying for. Um, so yeah, yeah. Well, that is yeah. wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, but, uh, all I know is like uh, the question I always ask people is, you know, in lieu of having universal health care where people are paid appropriately, like, if you feel like you're going to kill yourself, how much do you want to pay somebody? You know, like if they're going to take like, like a surgeon, how much do you want to pay your heart? Like, do you want your surgeon to come in making 40 grand? They're stressed out. Their car gets repossessed on their way to the, <laughs> to the OR. Like, is that, is that what we want in, in society? Like, you know, and uh, a lot of times by the time like people get into therapy, they're sort of at the end of their rope. Uh, I know exactly. I was before I got in, I was like, if something doesn't happen, I'm going to fucking go nuts. Same, same. And a lot of the, a lot of the therapists that are in the field, some of them have never been in before. So especially the new ones, yeah. they've never had a job where they can afford it. So, but, uh, That's, yeah, anyway, yeah. I just wanted to share that. So, yeah, well, thanks for calling. Call back again sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Well, everybody. Uh, you know, we, we did a show. We, uh, um, we tried as hard as we could to do a fun show. We got the random caller guy. And next week, I don't think we're going to have problems anymore because we are uh, switching the app we use. And, uh, again, listen to gut shot this Friday and my, uh, uh, basement show this Thursday. Have a good night. Yeah. Yeah, you remind me of butterfly dolls. Waist tight with a body like gold. Hit you with the Dougie Fresh Pose. Rick James, super freak. What you know about those, yeah? Why you came with it then? Don't look, don't touch, don't play with it then, yeah? You don't gotta think like that. How your man saw things, he ain't got it like that, yeah? You can ride the wave if you wanna. Spend a couple days, you can stay if you wanna. Don't spend a night, night with it. This a first class flight. Don't fight with a nigga, yeah? She a freak, she a dancer. She gon' pop it on camera. Throw it back if you nasty. Dust it like it's elastic. Go ahead, break it down real low. Go ahead, break it down real low. Go ahead, break it down real low. Stop playing with it, red light, green light, go. You remind me of suicide dolls. Pretty face with a body like whoa. Hit it with the lava lamp on. Catch a cab, pack a bag with your overnight clothes, yeah. You can look good for a living, come chill for a while, what's good for a minute, yeah I'm just trying to get a taste for I get it like this, like that, and like this, like that, yeah Pretty coke, bottle frame hoes, patty cake, patty cake, anything goes Red light, green light, go, stop playing with it, gonna break it down real low, uh She a freak, she a dancer, she gon' pop it on camera Throw it back if you nasty, dust it like it's elastic Go ahead, break it down real low, go ahead, break it down real low Go ahead, break it down real low. Stop playing with it, red light, green light, go. She a freak, she a dancer. She gon' pop it on camera. Throw it back if you nasty. Dust it like it's elastic. Go ahead, break it down real low.